0: The consulting rooms of Dr. Orion Hood, the eminent criminologist and specialist in certain moral disorders, lay along the seafront at Scarborough, in a series of very large and well-lighted French windows, which showed the North Sea like one endless outer wall of blue-green marble. In such a place, the sea had something of the monotony of a blue-green dado, for the chambers themselves were ruled throughout by a terrible tidiness not unlike the terrible tidiness of the sea it must not be supposed that dr hood's apartments excluded luxury or even poetry these things were there in their place but one felt that they were never allowed out of their place luxury was there there stood upon a special table eight or ten boxes of the best cigars but they were built upon a plan so that the strongest were always nearest the wall, and the mildest nearest the window. A tantalus containing three kinds of spirit, all of a liqueur excellence, stood always on this table of luxury. But the fanciful have asserted that the whisky, brandy, and rum seemed always to stand at the same level. Poetry was there. The left-hand corner of the room was lined with as complete a set of English classics as the right-hand could show of English and foreign physiologists. But if one took a volume of Chaucer or Shelley from that rank, its absence irritated the mind like a gap in a man's front teeth. One could not say the books were never read. Probably they were, but there was a sense of their being chained to their places, like the Bibles in the old churches. Dr. Hood treated his private bookshelf as if it were a public library. And if this strict scientific intangibility steeped even the shelves laden with lyrics and ballads, and the tables laden with drinks and tobacco, it goes without saying that yet more of such heathen holiness protected the other shelves that held the specialists' library, and the other tables that sustained the frail and even fairy-like instruments of chemistry or mechanics. Dr. Orion Hood paced the length of his string of apartments, bounded, as the boys' geographies say, on the east by the North Sea, and on the west by the serried ranks of his sociological and criminologist library. He was clad in an artist's velvet, but with none of an artist's negligence. His hair was heavily shot with grey, but growing thick and healthy. His face was lean, but sanguine and expectant everything about him and his room indicated something at once rigid and restless like that great northern sea by which on pure principles of hygiene he had built his home